1: Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And today we have a very specially named guest. Uh, we are name buddies uh, because we have Matt Lenzi, uh, the best name in town. Uh, <laughs> over to you, Matt. Who are you? And um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself uh,
2: and why you're here. Oh, well, thank. first of all, thank you for inviting me on. Um, so my, my background is, uh, financial related. So I worked in a range of different banks and other lenders, uh, till 2010. And then subsequently to that i have been involved in raising capital for a range of different companies. Um, so I was latterly a partner in a corporate finance business until 2016. So we did lots of leisure, hospitality, renewables and property and so on and so forth. Um, so since 2016 i've been out there by myself and during that time um been involved in uh financing lots of developers and investors um and doing some of my own deals as well um so and they typically look like finding sites with with uh planning potential taking the, those through planning um and then moving moving those on or working with strategic partners moving those forward um so yeah I, I also have a flooring company which is kind of related to property but slightly less correlated wow um, i wasn't
3: expecting you to say that you've just completely <laughs> thrown me off
2: <laughs> yeah he's a carpet man love yes, it I carry am. on get great yes.
1: when was um, the last time you so, laid some carpet matt
2: <laughs> i've never laid carpet and i never intended yeah. So, um, but but that that's a business that. Yeah. But I was sitting at home in twenty sixteen. off my business partners bought me out of a company in London, and uh, my, I said to my mate, "Well, let's give it a go." So yeah, here we are four <laughs> years later. We've got ten staff. So yeah, going all right.
1: Amazing. Love How it. many shops you got?
2: Uh, we've got we share one small shop, but we have yeah. uh, two full time estimators, one guy who kind of runs the operational side of it. Me, I don't really know what I do, but. <laughs> Strat- strategy that's the, word. that's the
0: word strategy yes you're, you're the brains of the organization <laughs> exactly
2: that's what i repeatedly tell myself um yeah. and your so, staff yeah definitely yeah
3: you're the carpet brains love it
2: <laughs> um and then yeah we've got a load of fitters to work for us. so yeah that's kind of a yeah, good good little good little business the side okay. hustle as they called it so is it, just, <laughs> is it just
3: um is it just carpet or is it all kinds of flooring yeah all floor. may Wow love it I'm quite impressed by that it's like yeah finance blah 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 I'm a property investor flooring wasn't ready celebrating it I think it's great
1: (laughs) yeah it's very interesting that we focused on the on the flooring business rather than all of the really potentially interesting big deals and um, I love flooring yeah
3: flooring's exciting you know because choosing whether you go for a rolled vinyl a tile or a carpet can be a massive decision when you're doing property
0: Could, could we say Joe that Matt has floored you (laughs) <laughs>
3: oh, oh, oh. thank you thank you everyone okay. i could not.
0: <laughs> could not say that
3: you can pipe down because on our last recording you came out with some absolute howlers like so bad you're the cliche <laughs> king okay so enough abuse right so i'm, peeping, okay. I'm keeping
1: stum uh, yeah I'm,
3: it's probably safer yeah. it's probably safer okay so wow so you do a lot of stuff which takes up most of your time
2: um so i'm probably at the moment i'm spending a lot of time on the site searching because i think there's lots of uh site owners who are potentially you know find themselves particularly if they if if you're an owner operator you've bought something that's for your business you know your kind of baby baby boomer generation you're potentially looking at things now thinking you know things are going to get a bit tricky yeah. now might be the time to exit so yeah we've got lots of conversations going on on that front where um, you know in a range of different kind of businesses but they're, they're, they they w- will consider offers on, on things so yeah it's quite an interesting time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah Matt you're going to find us our next epic um, commercial conversion
2: aren't you? Probably not a conversion no. New no.
1: build. New build.
2: Yeah yeah mm. um, so yeah in, in, to answer the question fully I suppose I probably spend about Thirty percent of my time on that. So We employ a guy in India who basically churns through hundreds of sites for us a week, um, and then I've got a kind of business partner who's ex-agency, um, and that actually we provide that as a service to other developers as well. So that's something we've we've, we've started doing. So we what, finding land, kind of, yeah, kind of okay. site, site search facility to people, and we send all the letters out and all that kind of stuff. So that's okay. that's working really well. So we've got a couple of clients that we've got engaged on that. And then the finance stuff has um, been a bit bit slow, obviously, given the circumstances. Of yeah, we, we're, we're getting lots of inquiries on that as well. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty busy. And then the the flooring business is probably 25 <laughs> to 30 percent of the time.
3: You're just laying carpets in between times, just, just getting in it.
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, really great. It's good. No, it's all angles, isn't it? It's quite a unique position to be in.
2: Yeah, well, I, I intentionally kind of designed it that way so that I had something that was giving me, you know, kind of day-to-day income. Um, and then I, I, the way I just kind of describe it is the, the, the commercial mortgages pays for my holidays, and then the the, the, the the kind of larger development stuff is is my pension, if I Go describe ahead. it that way. So that's, mm. that's the strategy. And then I think the plan is um, to identify... Um, a kind of yield producing assets to invest into so we're just getting our house done up at the moment so the cash is going into that uh but then once that's completed to invest into yield producing assets for my wife and I so that we've got kind of long-term long-term stability
3: oh that's So you are good at strategy so if you apply the same logic to carpet you'll be fine fine I get <laughs> <Exactly>. it <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so Matt, um,
1: what would you say that the human side of property means to you?
2: So I think well, it, it can mean different things to, to who you're working with. But from if I look at it from the two, two areas that I'm in contact with people, I think that's probably the, the fair way that I can do that. So the human side of the kind of financial transactions, which can be very stressful. Um, so what I try and do- I don't know is, what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a breeze yeah. Yeah, no no gray hairs around here, but um yeah we so what I try and do is kind of break it down and keep it you know keep people in the loop as much as possible in terms of expectations of time frames and all this kind of stuff. so obviously if you're you know putting in the development finance facility or refinancing something you know off the, or, or, or buying something new, there's obviously vendor pressure so the what I try and do is kind of manage that specifically um, and you know try and set expectations that are realistic and and potentially try and over over deliver on those um, so I think yeah that that that's the bit that you know it's, it, ultimately you know how how difficult it is because we've sold our own things in the past as well, so you know how difficult it is the vendor vendor's constantly putting pressure on they just want the transaction completed. But, you know, there's always these hurdles that you need to get through. So it's having that kind of common common objective and agenda that everybody buys into.
3: So do you find that you step into their human frustrations when they're getting annoyed? Like, do you find yourself kind of getting sucked in? Or do you are you quite good at keeping yourself boundaried from it?
2: Uh, I think as... As I've gained more and more experience of doing it, you become better at dealing with it because you know the kind of outcomes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the, the first time that I went through a transaction, which is a long, you know, long time ago now, I think, yeah, you're much more emotionally involved in it, and you still get the occasional one where that naturally happens. But yeah, I think you 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 yeah you learn to kind of kind of disassociate yourself with it a little bit, but still, you know understanding the steps that somebody needs to go through Um, and I think I think that that also that that, you know the kind of human side of the land and acquisition stuff that we do ourselves so basically our strategy is we secure pieces of land with options promotion agreements or subject to planning and then we go and get the get the planning permission with that so and again you know we we had a transaction that we exited in November last year and the way it, it was a, a very stressful situation, and the way that we kind of managed that, as 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 with the other side of things, was just being very clear with all the parties involved. So, and that you know, it still gets stressful, but it, I think if you're frank and straightforward with people, it it helps.
1: Open lines of communication. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah,
1: definitely.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a funny role to be in actually because we were we were talking to a broker recently, Sam Norris from the Game of Loans podcast, and I I was asking a similar question because I was like, do you often get shot as the messenger of information that's out of your control? And so it's not just like obviously you're empathizing and sympathizing with people who are going through the frustration of waiting for whatever reason, maybe it could be the vendor side, it could be their side, but also when it's not going right, they're like, hang on, <laughs> that's you, that's your fault.
2: Do you have to, do you get that a lot? <laughs> yeah you get you get the occasional finger pointing but you know, yeah. it's,
3: it's, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it I feel like they probably get it more than you're saying
2: <laughs> it, it depends on the client right right <laughs> um but yeah I think you you try and yeah look it's it's part of the job it's part of the job everybody gets that and yeah you have to you have to just deal with it in a professional way and then hang up and you know <laughs> <laughs> <come> out. <laughs>
3: the dartboard you start throwing stuff at the dartboard like
0: (laughs) so have you in 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 that same thread then so we've we we can be we're quite selective now of who we work with um what investors we have on board or what builders we use what agents we use etc so are you in the same position that you will say hang on a minute you were an asshole to work with before i'm not having that again
2: we all naturally do that to some extent however i guess at the same time there's you know, you've got your principles and then someone shows you a pound note and it kind of, <laughs> 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 you're,
3: fickle, uh, you're easily bought is what you're saying. Got no, it. No, no,
2: no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that you, you can, yeah, yeah, I think everybody can be t- to some extent. So, yeah. yeah, I think you avoid people that are a pain in the arse. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah so, Matt, you're fired.
2: <laughs>
1: Just for those you, yeah, we, we do not, do some... Not, uh, not the,
2: not
0: the first time,
1: and definitely won't be the last. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh dear! Yeah, we do do some work with Matt. Um, he's a good egg. Oh, no, although we're a vegan podcast, aren't we? So yeah, oh, you yeah. know eggs,
0: no soy beans. Soy beans. He's a good bean.
3: <laughs> good soya bean. I can't believe you just said that to him. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question I was going to say here's a question Matt have you ever been referred to as a soya bean before
2: no not <laughs> oh, there you until go. today
3: not until today there you go no
2: wins, no wins a gold star for that one
3: yeah <laughs> I think it was Matt actually it was, was but it? I'm happy to, I'm
1: to um, dismiss yeah, but you know we, we, we get confused with each other all the time
3: if you, are are you just morphing way. into one another the more you do business together? Is it that's like you and Niall are becoming one? Is that what's happening? We're
0: desperately trying not to. In fact, we're <laughs> <desperately> trying to <laughs> do the opposite. <laughs> we're trying to damn us not to, but unfortunately, we get mixed up constantly. And I have no idea why. It's not exactly like we look like each other. At all.
3: <laughs> no, my favorite thing is what happens with Niall's name. It's like for some reason, we have this ongoing discussion. People call him Liam. Yes why so he, there's just two risks there's two things isn't there now number one there's your surname so he's nile scott so people call him scott which is you know a thing but also he gets called liam at like networking Constantly. events
0: yeah it, <laughs> randomly because uh, liam has now become my alter ego um, <laughs> but it, even even people that don't know me come up and say hi liam how are you <laughs> <laughs> with a N- N- nile badge on it wearing well. <laughs> <Nile> ba- <laughs> my name tag <laughs> it's because it's
3: L I A M. people are reading it backwards it's like a almost like a, a dyslexic way of reading your name i guess
1: a spoonerism that's the wrong phrase isn't it Spoonerism.
3: i don't know, oh. I don't know. dyslexism that's probably offending a lot of people but yeah it's um. Say, take it back. Yeah. You know, I have to say, most of my friends seem to have dyslexic qualities. I include myself in that as well. Don't get me started on my number dyslexia. but Dear God, I see things bizarrely. But that aside, have you got anyone, any strange names that you get called other than Soya Bean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, fortunately, I don't have number dyslexia because that could be difficult. That was in stuck in your industry. <laughs> in yeah. That would be a bit unfortunate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't fit well with you at all. <laughs> Oh God, we're rambling. You're going to have to hit us with your question. Do you have a question for us, Matt?
2: Yes. So my question, and it's something that I've thought about personally as well, is if you were starting from scratch uh, or maybe from the beginning of your journey, respective journeys in property, would, what would you do differently?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I think, that I, I, well, for me, it's quite easy to answer that one. Because I when I started off, uh, in property, I wanted to do everything myself. I wanted to be the king of my castle, and I wanted—I didn't Still want does. anybody else's help. Um, <laughs> the what? He
3: you now wants to be the queen of his. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, now I'm the queen of my queendom. <laughs> you, you, you ain't my queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I soon soon realised um, that obviously I couldn't do it all by myself. But I spent a lot of time running around like a blue arse fly trying to get everything done myself instead of asking for help um so if i were to start again i would have brought help in a lot quick a lot sooner
2: cool yeah okay me too actually well yeah
1: yeah, i I can probably relate to that as well although i have attempted to bring in help (coughs) um earlier on in, in many different ways you know shape and form and um you know i think one thing that i learned quite quickly is that i'm not very good at Hiring people or finding people, because that in itself is a skill. You know, in, in and of itself. In and of itself. Thank you. Thank in you. A, yeah.
3: That's an in-joke uh, for regular listeners.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so uh, one thing I learned uh, would be to yeah, keep it that way. He's obviously not listened to enough uh, Property Jam.
3: No, no. He's actually just outed <laughs> himself as a, like a non-property Jam fan. Yeah.
2: I have listened to I some. Haven't. I have listened to That's some. That's all right
3: did you like the episode on flooring that we did
2: (laughs) no i missed that one
3: (laughs) it's because it doesn't exist it was a test it
1: doesn't exist carry on yes although um we can um oh we've got a guest guest.
2: my (laughs) wife (laughs) visiting
1: uh so this is your visiting wife
2: yeah
3: what about your resident wife (laughs) oh god
1: <laughs> right, where
3: into, um, you were talking about what you would do differently if you're starting from scratch um
1: yeah so i was just commenting on the fact that hiring people earlier and getting people to work with uh, you know I, I attempted that in a few different ways and i had had one great person early on and uh, lynn if you're listening that's you um, and mm. then some other people that um that were not so great um, along the way so um we um, and I think part of that as well is in learning how to be a boss, learning how to manage other people. So actually giving clear instruction, underst- giving people their, you know, th- what you expect from them and um, what to do. And so that's, again, something that uh, we've learned over time and definitely did not get that right the first time. I kind of just expected them to just be able to do it <laughs> and uh, without giving them any boundaries or guidelines. So I've definitely learned um, about that. But coming back to what I would do differently, I say so in, our, in our first four years in property, um, so of the stuff that I've done with Nile and with uh, my family, um, it's all been income generating assets, all income properties. And I think if I started out again, I would do so, um, a capital strategy alongside. So I would probably do maybe one capital project a year um, for you know, for, for raising finance, one or two a year because we, we use a lot of investors and, and you know we love our investors it's, it's great to work with them um, but uh, sometimes it's great to have your own capital as well and we we do use elements of our own capital that we create along the way but I think to have a dedicated capital strategy uh, from the beginning would be or, or maybe after a year or 18 months of doing income projects to get that income up uh, because you need income to sustain things going wrong on capital projects um, but if you can get that in Early on, that's one thing I would do slightly different, but we now do capital projects, and we're going to do big ones just to um, catch up for lost time.
3: Hmm. I think I go along with that actually. I think I think the biggest thing for me is if I go back to like my first ever deal and how stressful it was, and given that it was just a tiny buy-to-let in Grimsby, it shouldn't have been as stressful as it was, but. The idea of consequence and it going wrong and failure in the early days was so massive that sometimes it would be quite crippling and it would just, you know, it's it's the waking up at night and the worrying, you know, it's the, what if I'm getting this wrong? And that constant narrative that you have in your head that it's just not going to be good enough or you're going to make a mistake. And now I think it's about when the mistakes happen or when the challenges happen being a lot more okay with it and actually welcoming it because it's normally when you learn the most it's normally when you think ah okay that's great because I'm going to take that into the next project so that never happens again or I'm going to do it better the next time around I did not have that head I did not have that head at the start it was all about don't get it wrong don't get it wrong you know it was it was really stressful so I think if I was going to go back and talk to myself at the start just chill the fuck out like relax I think. <laughs> relax like let the mistakes happen and see them as something that actually has to happen otherwise you're going to be a pretty bad investor you know um yeah chill out chill out what so, about uh, you yeah what about yeah. You?
2: yeah i suppose
3: you did know, know this question was going
2: to come back to you <laughs> no i didn't i didn't really throw me there um what would i do differently I think I would. I think that I would probably. So it basically, I I kind of set, set myself up, kind of going, you know, self-employed in about twenty twelve. So that's about eight years ago. I think that I would probably, when I left the bank, I should have done it then.
1: Oh, okay.
2: In mm-hmm. two thousand and ten, yeah. But I didn't,
1: so there we are. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I'm a believer in things happen at the right reason for the right time. Well, (laughs) at the right time for the right reason.
0: (laughs) Things happen, like, good. (laughs) And there we go. Thank you, Matt, for that clarification. (laughs) Things things happen good. Oh, dear. Oh, I enjoyed that
1: yeah so so um joe i believe you're in charge of our roulette machine for the day i'm ready
3: are you yeah. ready mr mr Lindsay? are you ready for this it's going to be amazing
1: oh, yeah. i better explain so. what we're going to do shall we
3: yeah sh- sh- shall i tell him
1: uh, w- yeah if you want to well
3: you can i mean i'm, I'm happy no, no, to right. I, I think <laughs> one of now. you tell
0: him and, and any one of you it, it, it doesn't matter
3: <laughs> and it's really not very complicated, it's not either.
0: complicated. <laughs> i'm sure he'll figure it out all by himself even <laughs> and
3: in fact we already but, told him before we went on
0: <laughs> we did we're
1: just it for parents' sake.
3: We're trying to feign professionalism, right? Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going, I'm going to scroll through our various episodes that we've released today, and you're just going to shout stop, and I'm going to list the title of that episode, which I'm Jay, hoping will be Jay, what?
1: Jay, what? We already told the listeners that he already knows what's going on, so just do it
3: well I just wanted to just because we've got what well, okay so let, let me just step into the listener's shoes for a minute what if we have a brand new listener who has never listened to property jam before I know it's highly unlikely but let's just say they've never heard it before they need the instructions as well as Matt. so I'm just helping everybody out by explaining is that okay
1: yes yeah put your finger away
3: I hey, thought could you feel <laughs> it wagging. the finger the was wagging. coming out like <laughs> finger. it was that was <laughs> I'm just defending myself. On the last episode, I had to defend myself for using an analogy of cake, and now I'm having to defend myself for being giving clear instructions. So, Matt, I feel like you are brief
2: now. Do you? Should we do it? I, I fully understand. <laughs> 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 You're a bright spark.
3: Is what are you doing? I mean, He's like, would know. you just
0: get on with it, for God's sake? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so I'm starting to scroll. Are you ready? Go. Oh. Stop. okay um episode six builders oh human thoughts on builders
2: okay well that's that's quite interesting so part of the reason that i don't do my own construction stuff is because i see builders as expensive and basically they always go over budget and things like that so that's that's part of the reason that i haven't actually got involved in construction so Cause it's something I don't understand, it's not my skill set, et cetera, et cetera. So that yeah, that my, my my kind of human thoughts on them is yeah, it, it just always costs more, takes longer than it should.
1: So do you would you say you have a fear of builders? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. They they plague your nightmares. Indeed, especially because we've got builders in my house at the moment. So yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> yes. So is that so
1: is that builders in your house your first experience of um, having builders working directly for you?
2: No, so we built our house seven years ago and we're now extending right. it. So, I see. yeah. Ah. So, um,
1: whoever built your house seven years
2: ago obviously left you with a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was fine. It's just, it, it's one of those, yeah, it's just one of those things that. Yeah. It's when you get into someone talking about construction techniques oh, and, frankly, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Totally. Either, eh? <laughs> like, and you're, like, you know, nodding, like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so I really don't care what
1: that is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Just show, show me it finished and tell me it's not going to fall down. Exactly,
2: and, and it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Okay.
3: All right, brilliant. Okay, right. I'm starting to scroll now. Stop. Oh, this is very appropriate. Um, episode 10, money.
2: <laughs> money. Open, broad. And so I need to say my human side of money, the human yeah. side of money. Or
3: well, what springs into your mind immediately when you think about money and property and
2: stuff? Risk. Oh, God.
1: Risk. Really? Correct, correct answer, Mr. FCA regulated broker. <laughs> yes, yeah, <Yeah>. well done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so i I look at it from the perspective so all, all of this stuff is about mitigating as much risk as possible as possible so if you can um, identify and quantify what risk is then obviously you can price price for it accordingly so yeah it's working out how to from my perspective it's about how to deploy from a personal perspective of investment deploying capital mitigating risk as much as possible and generating the best possible return. And yeah, that applies to, I guess, every, everybody involved in the property world.
1: Mm. So are you a spreadsheet guy?
2: No. <laughs> 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 I, no, I, I, obviously I can decipher and use them, but yeah, I, I don't build financial models. That's not, that's not me. So
3: would you say that your approach to risk has shifted when you move more from the world of finance into being a property developer yourself do you think that you became more or less risk averse when you made that
2: transition i think well I've, I've made investments in lots of different companies and the reality is most of them don't go very well and i think so based upon that experience <laughs> you end up you end up and and it goes back to that control thing of like you try and do more and more more of things yourself but actually the real skill is to find good partners to work with and that mm. uh, I suppose that is a, a risk mitigation strategy in itself
3: in and in of and itself.
2: itself in and there of itself
3: <laughs> And I actually on that note Matt have you heard of that saying before have you heard of the saying in and of itself
2: I've heard somebody say it but it's not something I would say <laughs>
3: You had heard of it. That
2: was a, that was a very
1: um, diplomatic answer. It
3: exactly, was. Yeah. I, I, is you still sitting on the fence, or you know, like can you can you go one way? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get you to back me up because so, when
2: we first so who, started who, these podcasts, who, who said it?
3: Me and the boys laugh every time I say it because like it's not a saying. And then we had Susanna Cole come on and she said it just mid sentence, and we all went, <gasps> and I was like, see, it's a thing, like it's a saying. So at least you've heard of it. I mean, it somewhat backs me up. Anyway.
2: Maybe it's okay. from the podcast, I heard it. Yeah, it
3: probably was.
1: <laughs> it's the one episode you've, uh, you've listened
3: to. Okay, right. Are we, should we go again? Yep.
0: Yeah.
3: Let's do it. Stop. Oh. Ah, you just mentioned it, actually. So, um, episode three, joint ventures. Kind of way to mitigate risk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Possibly, so depending
3: ventures,
2: on who I, you joint venture with. Yeah, I think, I think the kind of feeling I have about joint ventures is that, it, and, and actually any investment really, is that it's very easy to get in, but it's very difficult to get out. Hmm. And, and I think quite often it's, it's so easy to kind of get caught up in the excitement of something without kind of thinking about maybe the characteristics of somebody that you're potentially getting into the joint venture with aren't quite right, but you kind of ignore it because you want to do a deal. And I think you're better off finding the right the right prob, the right people to do things with rather than rushing.
3: Yeah. Oh, amen.
2: Uh, yep.
1: Yep. And we've all done that. Amen. Yep. And some of us are still trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it's, jokes, it's, jokes. it's it's jokes yes yeah, jokes jokes yeah it's, no, that in fact that's lovely. what we that's what we talked about on the episode that that actual episode it was pretty much about the right person over the profit initially you know just yeah. um
2: yeah. yeah yeah and i think that's the same same with investors as well so you know you can go and raise raise capital for something mm. and you know it, it, and, and personally I've, I've never accepted investment into my stuff just purely on the basis that i don't want that responsibility to somebody until I'm at the point where I've, you know, done it, done these things lots and lots of times, because, mm. you know, I'd, i I'd, 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 you know, I'd feel personally responsible for it. Well,
1: you would be personally responsible for it.
2: Morally, feel that, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, from the perspective of if if it goes wrong, they they should they they're personally responsible because it's their own risk. But yeah, mm. as as long as you have behaved in an ethical way throughout that transaction and process, things go wrong, right? And you're not always going to. You know, get get things right. Mm. Yeah, I
3: think uh, you've just made me think. Just um, let's note this down, guys. I think responsibility is a big one. I think we could because Absolutely. that's come up again and again, hasn't it, throughout this whole episode? I think we could do a whole episode in and of itself on that topic. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we probably should.
3: <laughs> it's a big one. Have we got time for one more, Matthew?
1: Yeah, I reckon we just do, let's do a quick fire. One. A
3: quick fire. Okay, quick
1: fire. <laughs> right, I mean, right. I'm starting so three, to scroll. Three words on this.
3: No more. Oh. Okay. Oh, right. Episode fifteen. Is your family invested in what you do? As in, it could be monetarily. Probably not by what you just said. But um, do they get what you do?
2: Is the question. Yes. Great. So that right. wraps up. The... <laughs> I did better than three words. I did it in
3: one. You nailed it. <laughs> <You> nailed it. <laughs> do they? Are they? Do they? Do they support you? Are they involved?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm very fortunate in that. Yeah, every, everybody around me is yeah supportive of, supportive of what we, what you know, what I do. So
3: that yeah. makes your life so much easier because you know we we can encounter so many people who, you know, have friends and family who are not necessarily on bored with what they do so they might resent it or they might think you've changed or they might actually resist it completely because they they frightened on your behalf that, that that happens a lot especially with family members parents get worried and stuff so i think yes. probably without realizing it that's just oh god it makes your life so much easier believe me yeah so congratulations on having a supportive family well done
1: <laughs> i think it depends on, on the background as well so matt you've been in been in around finance for a long time in your in your background uh, before property so obviously your friends and family are aware of that 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 bubble that you're in and you're still within that I don't mean bubble but that journey that business so yeah. it, it makes it a lot easier when you do something which is very similar whereas what I what I see is the people that you're referring to Joe's when someone is doing one thing for for yeah, you know, throughout life and all of a sudden they flip and they're something yes. well, now I'm a property investor yes and it's it's that transition from yeah a, a u-turn almost yeah uh, I, I, I guess hear. I
2: guess my 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 version of that is when I set up the flooring company
3: ah when you went completely off Yeah. <laughs> <off-paste>. yeah. <Exactly. laughs>
1: amazing but obviously it's it's going well uh how has uh lockdown affected the flooring business <laughs>
2: Um, it was, yeah, we had six weeks or so where we didn't didn't take any money, which was tricky, but yeah, we're back on track now. Yep. In fact, we had our best week ever last week, so yeah, Wow, oh, congratulations. Good.
3: I suppose those freedoms being allowed of getting pe- people are redecorating and doing all sorts of things, aren't they?
2: Exactly. I think that's the thing is people are just sat at home and just looking at their carpet and saying, "I absolutely hate that."
1: <laughs> that, that hole in the carpet is finally finally, finally yeah. had enough Yeah, I've yeah. It times.
3: Yeah, definitely. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we've kind of brought it back round to the important bits um, of carpets and flooring. Um, so on that note, I think we'll start to wrap it up. So I'd say so thank you Matt for coming and being with us um, this uh, this fine day. <laughs> My what words are, are wonderful <laughs> It's fine flooring day. It's fine, it's fine
3: flooring, flooring
1: day. day. <laughs> As, uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you very much for sharing your time and uh, your uh, non-informative, non-expert expert opinion. And uh, so on that note, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Thanks, guys. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear
0: more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast.
3: Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast.
0: Or you can email us at Podcast at Outlook.com. See, see you on the, the next episode. episode.